Hello, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Meditate with Samara. Today, I don't know if you can notice from the way that I'm speaking, I am smiling. <laughs> Not only my face, it's also in my heart, like feeling so much gratitude, excitement to have the guests that we are going to talk and converse and learn from because she is such a pure soul. <laughs> and before I introduce a little bit about Uh, our guest Dita Rimadi Putri, she to me is somehow I don't know how I can meet this friend from online to offline and to stay online and kind of be like just connected <laughs> in in such a pure way and and I feel hmm, so blessed to be able to introduce her story, um, her journey and her wisdom so we can all. Practice more self-awareness, self-compassion, self-love in our own way. So, without further ado, hi Tita, how are you? I'm very good. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't know if you can tell from my tones. Thank you for conversing and also making the time and then creating a space for us. So excited. Yes, uh, definitely. So, Tita, when I met you, we were uh, practicing meditation together and then we practiced together but way before this what is your journey with healing healing oh that's like um long story but let me making it concise yeah so um i started with meditations on 2015 it's actually um uh if you actually aware of like tapa brata or bali usada that's where i get started um my manager at that time in a in a company kind of like put me into the retreat so it was not based on my like you know my willingness because at that time I was grieving because of my dad uh, passed away um, like suddenly and then like I went into major uh, depressions um, I took um, a lot of like Xanax you know and all of that kind of like um, GAD or general anxiety disorder and then like I couldn't cope um, the medi- uh, medicines unfortunately didn't fit with how my body kind of digested Um, and then like I felt suicidal and then like I did not function. So my manager helped me to um, register myself to that retreat and then I followed that and then like um, I had my first spiritual awakening um, and that um, retreat on day fifth. Um, and then like everything just feels like as if I'm a newborn, you know, and then like um, thinking about that like, gives me goosebumps and then um, right At that second, I felt like, oh, this is what I'm going to do, I think, like for the rest of my life. Just like uh, try to um, discover myself through mindfulness and healing because I just felt I just cracked something uh, within that retreat. Um, that was Vipassana, right? Because like it's silent meditations and I get to know myself um, better and deeper in silence than uh, I ever been with um, others, you know, for the last 25 years at that time. Well, I'm almost 30, can you believe that? But yeah, so that was the the, the journey. So then like um, the healing journey was not linear. Um, I got um, a lot of, um, you know, high and lows and the lows are mostly something that are related to um, um, illnesses, you know, chronic illnesses. I start developing a lot of um, psychosomatic symptoms even after the meditations um, journey. 
um, I got hospitalized a lot. And then also like the um, emergency room, kind of like a second home at that time. And then uh, up until I met this, um, you know, um, group of meditation that teaches me like Twin Hearts meditations. And that leads to a pranic healing, actually, um, methods that been my holy grail in my own self-healing journey. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey, your wisdom. And it seems like, you know, when it's the time, the universe is guiding us towards that awakening. And a big reason why I invited you to our podcast is because I'm very curious about pranic healing. You're the only person that I know who does it. And I feel that a lot of people are asking me about it. I'm like, I don't know what pranic healing is. I mean, ask someone who knows. So I'm so curious. You said it's your holy grail. What is pranic? Okay. So uh, pranic healing is an energy of a no-touch healing system based on the principle of fundamental uh, that the body has the innate ability to heal itself. So pranic healing is actually based on Sanskrit. So based on prana. Prana is actually life force or some people know it. Uh, know it as chi or energy right and then like that prana is actually uh, what keeps us alive uh, that maintains our good health our like um, mental ability and like you know also help uh, our body to transform some uh, body energy processes so that's pranic healing hmm, interesting so how do we know i'm super curious how do we know about our energy and prana in our body is it something that we can be aware of or is this something that you learn during the practice and the training of pranic healing okay so that's actually a good question so, um when uh, you know that there's like term called panchamaya kosa or um in hindu yeah okay um so then like there is like five um layer of our body and then one of the layer is our physical body and then our energy uh, body right and then to access that energy body in my way uh, sometimes uh, that has needs to be cultivated through mindfulness and meditations that you can feel it you can be in touch with it and then by that practices you could actually be aware when a certain energy kind of like passing through your meridian or your chakra and stuff like that but even if you don't have that um, awareness in your body, it can be cultivated by just practicing the panic healing because it will be thought on how to accessing that so with like uh, meditation. Because during that uh, workshop, if you want to learn the method, you know, uh, by taking the workshop, you will be um, guided on like what is prana, how to feel prana. So even though you don't have that um prerequisite sensitivity that you did cultivate before uh, mindfulness, you could actually did that or felt that that's mm-hmm. awesome so it means that it's open for everyone right to learn you have to be first in mindfulness and meditation but it does help as you said but you can definitely learn through the workshops okay so i'm curious about the personal benefits that you felt uh through practicing pranic healing so um before pranic healing i would actually take my medicine or my candies a lot you know <laughs> so when i had a headache i will took offer the counter medicine that would be my first um preference you know to uh, alleviate the pain but by learning pranic healing you are given an opportunity to kind of like stop and then also kind of like okay what is uh what is it that is happening in my energy uh, body or my uh, mental body and then um when we can 
see or pinpoint the discomfort, we could actually um, try to clean it. Because like there's like phases on do pranic healing technique. We kind of like generalize uh, generalize clean our aura, and then we kind of like try to fix the imbalance of the each chakra that were that were get affected. So if it's a headache, means that. There is depressions on your chakra, on upper chakra. Typically, there's five chakra. There's the Ajna forehead, um, the entire head, and then also like you know the back of the head and so forth. So uh, because it's de depressions, you want to um, generalize, clean it. You want to energize it and clean it, and then like stabilizing it. And then um, you can see how you feel after. And then if you get better, you don't really need to take the medicine, right? And you can try to see if the comfort uh, will sustain, you know, um, or or not. If not, then yeah, take the medicine. But it does gives you an opportunity to, okay, do I need to take this or not? But there's one thing that uh, we need to remember. Pranic healing is not a replacement of medical in intervention. It's still uh, important, you know. Um, mostly if there's like um, more, much more serious case like cancer and stuff like that, you shouldn't be stopping your medicine, but at all costs. But it could be a really helpful, um, what is it, complementary healing. And for me, by having a chronic um, pain, constant chronic uh, pain uh, in my daily life, chronic healing has been really decreasing my um, pain level to the 20% from what I usually felt for like 60%. Wow. Or 70, yeah. So that's why I said it's holy grail. Yeah, and and I'm curious because how does people usually go about it? Meaning that just we get healed by a practitioner and then we can also learn like what are the benefits and the pros and cons and what made you be a practitioner in the workshops and in the healing journey rather than getting healed by someone in like a one-on-one -on -one session, you know? Yeah, that, that is actually a really great, great, great question, you know. Um, um, there is, uh, first, I think we have to think about like there's uh, two preferences when it comes to healing. There are people that likes to seek to get treated, right? And also uh, there's someone that likes to do it on their own. But typically the second type of person is someone that uh, for sure, already experience get treated uh, with others, right? Um, for me, I think I'll just speak on behalf of my experience. So, <laughs> so like uh, I get um, some, I get treated a lot with some holistic killer. You know, either it's Reiki, acupuncture, or like uh, even um, you know Western medicines per se. You know, um, through hospitalizations and then um, um, medicines. However. After going through that, I just felt like if if there's something that I could do on my own before getting there, um, get treated with others, um, can I do that? And that's uh, that's why I was like looking like what is it something that I could learn about uh, the technique? And then I came across pranic healing. And then yeah, you could actually do it on your own because there is uh, some type of misunderstanding where healing should be getting from others. You know, when it's actually you were having a birthright and access to that self-healing um, energy that comes within you. Because uh, for me, uh, the healing comes from the higher, you know, um, beings or God or universe. And then as a human being, we've been given the key to access that. 
And then I think this type of principle has been existed since the ancient age, right? Because there are sages and shaman that are actually able to heal themselves and giving it to others. So based on that principle and also my interest in the topic, and, and I said, let's do this, right? So I tried to learn. I went to the workshop. There are three workshops. Uh, there are the basic um, pranic healing workshop. There is the advanced pranic healing uh, workshop and then psychotherapy. Um, psychotherapy covers more into the mental um, and psychologist um, affairs or ailments. So then um, when you did that, um, that is something that you could use for yourself. And then in my experience, since it was truly helpful, I could also uh, tried to help others with it, which I already did. <laughs> there are a couple incidents that I wasn't really sure that it works at, that, at, at first, but then it does really work. Like I helped my friends that was, you know, having recovering from kidney stone. You know, it was really painful for her, but putting my faith into the higher power and using, the, you know, pranic healing as a conduit, uh, the medium to help her. The pain was gone within just like 15 minutes and both of us were shocked and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, um, this is, so that is uh, both shared experience. And then with my mom, uh, my mom, you know, can be considered as someone who is like spiritually um, very open and then she has, uh, you know, uh, an entity come and then like, you know, stay in her body, if that's something that, you know, you're familiar with. But in my family, that's something that like often happens. And so I help her to simply using pranic healing by cleaning her aura, you know, uh, or energy body, um, sweeping it and then um, giving her um, energy in, in her like um, solar plexus at that time because she felt very uh, nervous and then also lethargy and then she felt better uh, within 15 minutes so I think that would be something that are my personal story yeah um, and then for me I had great attack and I'm very anxious person at times when things are a lot in my plate uh, when it comes to personal and then also um, um, at work and then by just practicing pranic healing uh, on myself I don't need to take that regular medicine to actually heal my GERD. So um, pretty, pretty um, impressive tools that are uh, shared by Master Chokoksui. That is the founder, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it does raise my, my impression and curiosity more towards pranic healing because um, I have practiced Reiki Tumo before. I don't know what with with pranic just just as a side thing right right that's that's a really great question uh this is my my personal research and also my personal experience with it so reiki uh is really great um technique because i learn about it too you know and then like um that's something that helped me before pranic killing so in reiki um Typically, you are accessing the um, universal force as well right and then you generate it to yourself or to others um I think uh, the difference between pranic healings, pranic healings give you the opportunity to clean the area first before energizing it. Because certain chakra or certain organs, um, when it is like, um, has some ailments, you know, it might actually not require energizing. Um, mm -hmm. But it requires you to clean it first before you energize it. Because um, let's put it this way. 
sometimes when we felt a pain in our solar plexus uh, for GERD, uh, psychosomatically, um, there's a lot of like worried and fear, right? And then you want to remove that first and then energizing it with like colored prana that would help you feeling at ease and then finally um, finding relief for your um, energy body and mental body first. Um, meanwhile, Reiki also helpful with that. I think a pranic healing also helpful in um, the cleansing part of it, which um, that's why it's providing faster relief, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. So that, I think yeah. Structurally, let's 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 put it that way. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your experience because I feel it's so empowering if we have a lot of toolbox and we experiment with which one works the best for us and keep at it and share about it like what you're doing so gratefully um, because yeah sometimes we do seek for healing outside but I love what you said it's our birthright you know from within that we can heal ourselves yes with guidance um, and let's say if I wanted to learn this like time what would you give any advice for me as a first time learner Mm-hmm. Okay, so first time learner, I felt like um, there are also uh, two ways to approach this. In my opinion, you can experiencing it first. You know, um, for instance, if you want to um, get like receive the healing, you could go go to pranic healing center that actually available in both in Jakarta and also in Bali. Um, I'm pretty sure in Bali there are one in Ubud. And also, um, yeah, that's where I uh, like studied my first workshop. And then also, um, second one is in Denpasar. And in Bali, it's even more cooler, in my opinion, because there is Prana Clinic in um, Sangla Hospital. So if you want to actually try to experience the healing first and then like see if this is something that I would like to do as my your own healing modalities, you can actually study it also in the same center in Ubud and then also in Denpasar, you can register there and then like seek information. There are Instagram page for it. I think I'll, I'll I'll put it in the link and then share it to you somewhere. And also one in Jakarta, which is the headquarter. Um, the uh, location is in Chikini, and then that's where I actually studied my second um, and then third pranic healing course. Uh, and then so that's the center so I, I would say that you could contact the centers and experience it yourself but if you do know a pranic healers um that is your friend or family you could experience it uh, from them too for instance like if you would like to um have a session with me i would be happy to kind of like give you some you know um space and then like we can talk about it first see where you uh, uh how and then where you want to do it you know and then i'm open to it there are a lot of like resources available actually for you to um, get involved with the technique or be your own self-healer as well. Awesome. <laughs> I would love that invitation. Thank you. I will take you up on that one. And if, if anyone else wanted to reach out to you, if you're opening any sessions, where can they reach you best? Yeah, so um, I have this in Instagram page that are not my personal page, but more like kind of like a healing space for everyone. Uh, it's uh, the, the Instagram um, tag called um, Hats of Hearts. It will also be L giving it to you. So um, you can just like say hi to me via DM. There's not like a lot of stuff there um, in the page, but I'm always online there. 
you can say hi and then like in that handle and then we can see what is it that you want to work on or if you just want to ask around feel free you know um it's the door is always open Ooh, i will put uh the links that dita mentioned in the podcast description so friends if you're listening please scroll down give her a follow give her a dm just text tell us what your insights are from our conversation and yeah i feel that thank you for giving the space for us to learn and i'm so curious if you have any tips practical ones that we can do maybe today or the next five minutes the practical because you mentioned mindfulness has helped you also in your journey what can we do to yeah empower ourselves in that self-healing journey right um for me it's really important to kind of like cultivate um myself first thing in the morning right i just open myself and i'm just kind of stay quiet in my bed laying down and then um when i when i remember i'm not reach out from my phone first but <laughs> like but uh but this is like seriously important so when you just like open your eyes you can just slowly close your eyes again for three minutes or five minutes you know and then like feel from the um top of your head like you know coming down to your chest your like abdomen into your legs and then uh eventually to your feet and like check in how you feel at that time you know like, like um whatever the feeling is just accept it and then allow your body to kind of like release everything that is not longer needed while you're asleep because sometimes you know we catch uh, um energy that was not belong to us while you were sleeping you know whether it's from dream or like you know other things that are happening and then so like let that en- energy just like discharge and then when you feel yeah yeah you know like uh like shake it away you know And if you feel the need to shake it at that time when you were like when you were like laying down, just do that, and then just feel that dissipates three minutes, five minutes, and then like start your day. But also have try to have a slow morning. It's really important, you know. Even though it's just half an hour, wake up, drink some water, you know, maybe uh, meditate for five or three minutes. Um, the period is not really the the length is not really that matter, but like. Uh, your body needs to know that this is your space this is your body you need to stay grounded uh, cultivating um a slow morning it will serve you for the entire day you're going to stay grounded when adversity uh, comes towards you you will feel more ready to handle that your energy would not be scattered you know because um important to have slow morning gets you grounded gets your Uh, energy bodies like together and ready for the entire day i mean i 100 agree i'm like nodding and i'm like meditating with you as you are saying it i was shaking right yeah i really do believe that um what you said i want to highlight again because i get this question so so much how long should i meditate You know, that's the question people ask me. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Try small. <laughs> I think, as you said, right? Like, um, the quality basically is more important, isn't? Yeah, I I've tried doing two to five minutes just laying down. I actually have an app, a separate app that helps remind me for this. It's it's positive intelligence. And it's part of a program that I'm doing, but it's helpful for me to 
remind myself and ground. But of course, in order to do that, I do need to reach out for my phone. So if we're trying to <laughs> not opening other apps and doing all that scroll as well, it's the first thing that you're waking up. So as Dita has mentioned, doing a gentle body scan, um, noticing, releasing, that is a beautiful way to start your day, to be grounded, to not have your energy scattered. Definitely, definitely. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been practicing this for like six months, to be honest, because like um, since I moved to Jakarta, you know, um, I just felt like uh, the external lady is just so scattered. And then uh, I'm just thinking, well, what can I do to keep my uh, own space um, in my body is just like less scattered so I don't get affected. So, you know, uh, gotta preserve the roots strong and then like intact and then calm so yeah works wonder i think a lot of people who lives in the metropolitan especially jakarta listening to this will be like i feel her (laughs) (laughs) let's do this a much more grounded day let's go we deserve this you know We, we do any last messages for our listeners dita um i felt like stay true to yourself you know means that um if you're experiencing um you know any adversity in terms of your um, body your ailments or um your mental body um knows that um it teaches you to be stronger but also be vulnerable knowing that you are feeling sick then you know it's okay to to feel the feelings you know um because i felt like when you're acknowledging the feelings of the pain that is your very opportunity to transmute that as a healing by acknowledging it first and then um, accept, acceptance and then work on it. And then like eventually it's going to be your your body is so intelligent, it's going to transmute it into healing because eventually that pain meant to teach you something, even though you cannot see it now, it will soon. And then, you know, if, if I can help you with it. I'll be there for you because I have Samara be there for me uh, through her contents and any other healer. So know that you are also supported. Mm. I'm still absorbing. Much love to you. Honestly, <laughs> it is such a pleasure to hear your wisdom, to hear your journey. I know it's a short conversation. And if anyone listening would love to get to know Dita more, please go to the link in the description before you leave. Um, this episode and if you feel that this has been helpful for you if if any part of this information uh, you want to share to someone else please feel free to share the episode around um, and yeah I just love you all I love you Dita thank you oh, love you. thank you <laughs> wow it uh, makes my heart warm yeah I hope for the listeners as well Thank you so much, everyone. Namaste. Pandangan dan opini yang disampaikan oleh kreator podcast, host, dan tamu tidak mencerminkan kebijakan resmi dan bagian dari Podcast Network Asia. Setiap konten yang disampaikan mereka di dalam podcast adalah opini mereka sendiri dan tidak bermaksud untuk merugikan agama, grup etnik, perkumpulan, organisasi, perusahaan, perorangan, atau siapapun dan apapun.